Welcome to a special presentation of Sellout Crowd, Conversations with Coach. I'm Bob Stoops, and I'm taking time to talk with my friends and colleagues in the sports world to get caught up and share some stories. But first, I want to say thanks to these sponsors, Rose Hill Builders, First Fidelity Bank, and Louis Bar and Grill. Today, I'm joined by George Kittle. Picked in the seventh round in the 2017 draft by the San Francisco 49ers, a five-time Pro Bowler and a first-team All-Pro in 2019 and again this year in 2023. Hello, everybody. I am joined by George Kittle, none other than George. George, we've been lifelong friends, your your family, our family, um, forever. Great to be with you here today. Let's have a little bit of fun for a few minutes, right? Hey, sounds good, Bob. I appreciate the invite, the wonderful introduction. Just like old times, baby. Well, listen, um, people who people don't know, I want to brag on your parents right off the bat, right? Please do. Listen, your parents and I go all the way back to Iowa, back to 1978 when I arrived at Iowa. Your dad and I played together at Iowa. Your dad, I'm going to brag on him. Our our Rose Bowl, our Big Ten championship team, Rose Bowl team, he was one of our captains. As tough a guy I've ever been around, not only as an old lineman, but also a wrestler. And uh, as you know, Bruce and I lived together. I mean, roommates, I don't know how many years between – playing together, and then as graduate assistants, we hung out all the time and lived together, I don't know how many years, in each other's weddings. But also, your mom, Jan, I met within the first couple of weeks of your dad dating her. He wanted me to meet Jan. I'm like, well, I got to meet this girl. <laughs> beautiful, tall, six-foot, blonde Jan, but not only beautiful person, beautiful girl, She's a she's a Hall of Famer at Drake University as a basketball player, two time, right? And yeah. high school softball and basketball too. <laughs> Incredible athlete. Did she? Did I, I want to say? I'm, was she, I'm yeah, still here. Yeah, all right. Was she the uh, Drake's all time leading scorer for a while? I think so for a little bit. I'm pretty sure she has it at her high school, but yeah, she uh, yeah. she, she dominated it. Absolutely. So. I'm thinking you got all your toughness and physicality from your dad and all the moves and the, and the uh, agility from your mom. How, you know, how do you think that worked out for you? <laughs> uh, Kirk Ferentz always told me I got all my ability from my mom's side of the family. That's because <laughs> Kirk coached your dad. Exactly. Yeah, he was his old line coach back in the day. So, yeah, no, definitely, you know, my mom definitely was the basketball player. I don't know if my dad played too much basketball, but – a lot of the mindset stuff is definitely from old pops. Don't worry. I, I was around your pops all the time. Basketball <laughs> wasn't his deal. No. But, it, but I love the guy. He's an incredible – and coached with us here at OU for a good number of years, was off the field and then on the field. And yep. Love him. You know that. Uh, did a great job here for us. And uh, I think an interesting story because I want to get some things that people – You're on, I saw you on the Pat McAfee show today. So I, uh, I was that, on there. I got bumped to the evening because you're on ESPN. <laughs> during, 
<laughs> Talk about I I love Jan's family. Your 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 in laws, your uh, not your in laws, your aunts. Yeah, and, and your grandmother. Uh, talk talk about Jan being one of ten girls. Yeah, absolutely outrageous. Um, my mom is number seven of ten daughters. Uh, one is adopted. Yeah. She was an Eskimo, so they have yeah ten girls all on the farm in uh, Mount Union, Iowa. My grandma Lucky Lou Jean is still alive. She's just turned one hundred and one years old. Still How watches. About- yeah, crazy. Still, and like she still looks like she she's looked like she's eighty for the last fifteen years. It's been, it's unreal. She looks incredible. I'm pretty sure she stopped driving just recently, which is pretty funny as well. Uh, the things you can do in small town Iowa, but yeah, no, the whole the whole family was freak athletes. Uh, my mom's dad, my grandpa Bub, he was actually drafted by the Chicago Cardinals in the NFL draft back in the day, but he turned it down to be a farmer because farmers made more money. How about that? I don't Andre. think that's the case now. But <laughs> no. I see pictures of I saw, I've seen Lucky, your your grandmother, hundred and one. She was at a game recently, right? Yeah, she came. Uh, she uh, my I have a couple uh, family members. Uh, two of the daughters live down in uh, Arizona, so they all came down to. Uh, there's like four daughters and my grandma Lucky who came down to the Arizona Cardinals game we played there a couple weeks ago, and then the year before she was at. She came out when we played uh, the Washington Commanders at home on her birthday, and the entire stadium sang her happy birthday. That was pretty special. At a hundred years old, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we we got her out on a PJ, you know. So I thought that was a pretty fun experience for her birthday. All the daughters were on it. It was a uh, it was a special experience. My mom was very happy. Pretty fun. That's so cool. Now I I believe they used to when they would send mail to your your uh, to your mom's farm. It was it was the the girls' farm. The girls' farm, right? it definitely the girls' farm. My grandpa was the only guy on the whole farm. He, no, the, the girls ran the show. The dress, right? They just said the girls' farm. Everyone knew who exactly where it was going. One of a kind <laughs> location, baby. Great no, corn. Well, yeah, they're they're the best, and uh, you know we love all you guys. And uh, I can't wait. I'm I'm lucky enough to come out, Carol and I, to to see you this weekend playing the championship. Uh, uh, game and uh, to see you and Claire and Jen and Bruce and everybody. I don't know if any of your family's coming. Um, I don't want to get into the game just yet, but what are some, your your wife, Claire? Yeah. What are some things you guys like to do out of season, off season when you're not just in the football? Well, um, off season, Claire, we love to travel. Uh, last year we went to Italy. That was a fun one for us. Like we just like to go to some different places. Uh, let's see. We were in Rome, and then we were up on the uh, the East Coast. Uh, I have a deal with a company called Technogym, and their whole factory is out of Italy. And so we were up there for a couple of days, but thoroughly enjoyed Rome. I'm a big history buff, and so the Vatican and the Colosseum were two things that I found oh, yeah. pretty – I mean, how, how cool are those? I did as well. I love those. It's like how unique of an experience. Like you just don't yeah. see anything like that anywhere else. And then I also, I love the beach. Um, I'm a, I love Cabo. I'm a huge Bahamas guy. So just get me on the beach with a beer in my hand and I'm doing pretty good. Saying some tequila. Yeah. Just like your dad. I, I get it. <laughs> I know you're not wrong. You know, besides that though, I like, we have a place in Nashville, Tennessee and I know football is kind of a 365 year, uh, you know, day 365 days a year job. And so 
Um, you know, after those couple breaks I take, like I'm at the, I'm at my property five days a week training. You know, I built a whole football facility, got a 40 yard football field, got like 10 to 15 guys that train with me every day. So we grind pretty much year round. It's pretty fun. People have no idea what an NFL guy, they just see Sunday or Monday night or, and that's, you know, and they have no idea the commitment, do they just how, how hard you train, correct? Oh, I mean, for me, like. I always viewed it as this, man. I, it's been my dream to play in the NFL since I was, you know, as early as I can remember. And when I finally got my opportunity, I was like, I'm not going to let this go by. So one thing I know I can do is I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can, as much as I possibly can, and do everything I can to get my body as physically and healthy and mentally ready as I can for each season. And so, you know, not everybody trains the way that, uh, you know, I do in Nashville, but I found a lot of success doing it. And the guys who I train with have also found success doing it. So we grind. Yeah. Five days a week, weekends off. And I'll see you Monday through Friday for about four hours, eight to noon. And we get after it, baby. No, and that's how you've, you're on. This is your seventh year, right? Yep. Yeah. How about that? And uh, it's incredible career. I love it. Now, you have tight end you every spring or summer. You have tight uh, end mid, you. Yep, mid-June. Yeah, mid-June. Yep. Now, I know you, you have one of our OU guys, Braden Willis, there. Yes, I we wanna do. I want to know, does Blake Bell show up from the Chiefs? Yes. Blake is an OU guy, a great guy, isn't he? Oh. And Mark Andrews also. Yep. Who else am I missing? Our guys are showing up to your tight end you. So I actually my got my rookie Braden Wills didn't show up this year. He chose to go on vacation instead of the tight end you. But you know what? I, I I'm just holding that against him. I'll I'll get him back for that at some point. Uh no, Blake Bell, he I think he didn't they didn't come this last year. They went to the first couple of years though. I think they were having their first kid. Uh yeah. or they're yeah, one or the other. And then uh yeah, Mark Andrews sh- shows up. So all the OU guys show up, they enjoy themselves. It's a really fun time. You know, you just you get eighty five NFL tight ends in the same room talking about ball. It's just kind of fun to see how different, well, your lifestyle is, where you came from, how you see the game. And listening to, like, really good players talk about it is a very special event. Now, how many days are you guys there for tight end you? Uh, you kind of you fly in on a Tuesday. We have, like, a Tuesday night welcoming show, party. I'll just kind of get to know each other. And we work Wednesday. We have an event uh, Wednesday night. We have work on Thursday, which is, like, we, we, we're in, like, uh, Vanderbilt lets us use their facilities. And so, like, we sit in a big auditorium. Uh, Travis will bring in film. Like, he this year he talked about running the same route versus different coverages. I talked about outside zone. Greg Olson's talks about something. This past year we had Gronk. He came in and talked about Yak. Uh, Jordan oh. Jordan Reed, the former tight end for the Washington Commanders, Redskins at the time, and for the Niners. He came in and talked about releases because he's one of the best route running tight ends I've ever seen. And it was just f- kind of fun. And, you know, guys got to ask these guys questions. How do you play in the league for 10 years? It's just, it's really, really helpful for guys who are just trying to, you know, achieve all their goals and their dreams. And so when you can bring it all together and guys are open to sharing, it's a fun experience. That That's really cool. I, I love it. Uh, George, you, you were born in Madison. Yep. You grew up mostly in Iowa, where your pa- parents are from. Yep. Then you, you hear it, you graduated high school from Norman, Norman High School. <laughs> that I did. But uh, yeah, talk about that path. Um, and, uh, anyway, uh, how about more than anything, your time here at, at Norman high and, and then your young years getting in trouble with my boys. Um, I'm trying to think anything big cause you, 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 you were a big instigator. You're like a cousin, uh, a big brother to my sons, Drake and Isaac. 
I was. I definitely was, man. A ton of memories. Ton of memories of Drake and Isaac. You know, honestly, like my favorite ones were when we lived up in Iowa. You guys would drop them off for a while, and we were just run around on my like the farm and just mess around, make things up, use our imaginations, probably break stuff. Uh, they would always fight each other and get mad at each other. That was a guaranteed, no matter what. Play basketball. They were fantastic, man. They are like because I only have an older sister. So getting to hang out with Drake and Isaac, they're both my little brothers. And so being able to stay in contact with them, you know, see what they've done with their, you know, their lives. Drake playing for six years at Oklahoma. Like, how fun is that? You know, and I, yeah. yeah, dude, you get to coach your son in a bowl game too. Like, how, how, how fun is that too? Getting a touchdown in the bowl game. So yes, have a wonderful relationship with your boys. And they are, yeah, I, I, you know, I wish I was seeing them this weekend, but, you know, I guess they have other things they would like to do. Well, they're, they they do, but, you know, I Isaac know. came out to see you last year, I think, or two years ago. I know Isaac was out to hang he out was. with you and stay with you for a while and love seeing Emma. You you and your – I'm on your dad's podcast, Bruce, with Emma and you. I don't know how many days you're on, but I see your dad a lot, and I see Emma. Love seeing Emma on there. She's doing great, right? She is. She, is. she just got married this past year. Uh, her and her husband – her husband actually pitches in Japan – uh, just north of Tokyo. So he just, yeah, he just signed a new deal over there. He's been, at, he was in Sapporo the last two years and he just signed in like a team, a team just north of, of Tokyo. So he leaves actually on Sunday. He's not coming to the game, but then she'll meet up with him like a month later. And then, yeah, I won't, I won't see him again until October, November. How crazy is that? That's crazy, but good for him. <laughs> He's still playing pro baseball. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's awesome. Talk about, we're both Hawkeyes. Your dad's yeah, a Hawkeye. Talk about your Iowa experience and all the tight ends that have come through Iowa. It's I got I'm in the fantasy league. You I got you, so you know. But all the other guys, all pick up all my buddies pick up the other Iowa tight ends. Is, it, is I, that not canny? All the great tight ends out of Iowa. It's just it's so consistent. You know, one of the coolest things I heard was that uh, Coach Ferentz, if you're a tight end at Iowa, you have like a 99. If you start at Iowa at any point in your career you have like a 99% chance to make a, at least a practice squad in the NFL for at least one season. It's like, it, so like you're guaranteed a chance in the NFL. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And, you know, like I didn't have a lot of options and Iowa was definitely the biggest one for me to you know, go to on fuller at scholarship. And so my experience there was one of the best things I heard too in the beginning was if you don't learn how to run block, you'll never play it down here. And so I took that to heart and I was a wide receiver free safety in high school. I didn't, I was not very physical and it just kind of took reps and reps and reps and, um, you know, eventually got to, you know, where I am today of just, you know, trying to be my best in the run game and being effective in the pass game. And you just kind of learn that. And it's kind of sometimes you feel like you're just headbutting a wall once in a while. But I think that's really good for you. And it builds character to some degree. And, you know, once you get if you can do five years, you know, at a, at a Big Ten school, especially the University of Iowa, you're mentally yeah. set up. You're mentally set up to succeed at life. I will say that. Yeah, you're, you're not afraid to run into anybody. And I'm guessing. <laughs> Your dad, Bruce, had a little bit to do being an offensive tackle. He he taught you a little bit about how to put your face on somebody and get those hands inside and, and drive block, right? Oh, man. First step, second step, leverage, hands, where your hat's going. Yeah, that's all I think about. It's a, there's a, a checklist, and, like, I've done this checklist my, like for the last 10 years now playing football. Hey, first step, second step, aiming point, hands. And I, that's what I think about every time I'm in practice, every time I'm hitting a sled, every time I'm in a game, that checklist just goes off. And so I know exactly what I'm doing every play because I've done it for so long. And it's pretty fun, too. Like, I, you know, it's like, you know, 10,000 reps. That's how you get good at something. 
I've definitely taken 10,000 reps in the run game. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it works. All right, before we finish and get to the to, to your championship game coming up, you're a big wrestling fan, pro wrestling, WWE. They got all it. the new ones. I got to tell you, two weeks ago, I'm in Florida. I go up to Jacksonville Beach with Carol. My wife and I go up to see Jr. Jim Ross. Oh, Jr. You, you know of course. Yeah. We had a great lunch. Hung out with Jr. for a couple hours. But why, how'd you become such a big wrestling pro wrestling fan? Dude, it's actually crazy because I, I wasn't really a huge fan growing up. You know, I, I, I like The Rock. I like Stone Cold, but like I didn't watch it regularly. And then I had a, a teammate in college. His name's Steve Manders. He played fullback, and he was like born and raised on WWE. And he just started making me watch all these old matches, and I just got hooked. It was my junior year of college in the summer. Bob, I'm not lying. So yeah. like we, we would work out. I He had the 6 a.m. workout. He'd work out 6 to 8. I'd work out 8 to 10. And he would he would just moped over to my house. I lived like a block away from Kinnick at the time. And I'd get home from my workout at 10 o'clock, and we would watch the WWE Network from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. My internet bill was through the roof every single month. We watched everything you could watch, and I just got hooked on it. And then that night I started to meet people, get to go to the shows, and I just got a respect for the – they perform like three to four days a week. That's hard stuff to do, putting yourself out there that many times. And it's hard to fake jumping from the top rope through a table on the bottom, man. That's like a 10-foot fall. So I just have a, the utmost respect for them. Now, I hope that was in the summer, not during class time, when when you'd watch them all day. A <laughs> okay, little, little, little bit me, of both. Let me ask you. I hope – I know you've played – this is your seventh year. Hopefully you play another seven, eight. When you're done, you might you – might, might be one of those guys. Could you could you see yourself doing it? I mean, you got the size, you're a big monster of a guy. I mean, hey, what and if, if you would consider it, what would your name be? See, I get asked that one a lot, Bob, and I I, I don't want to put a name on it because I don't know. I don't. I've never thought about it. Like the coolest thing for me was a couple years ago, The Rock called me the People's Tight End, and so I've just kind of ran with that one because you know if The Rock yeah. gives you a nickname, you got to kind of roll Hell with it because. Yeah. Yeah, you got to roll with that one. That's pretty sick. So that's where I'm at right now. I definitely could see myself, you know, at some point, uh, you know, kicking someone through a table or something like that, you know, doing doing some moves on people. You've I'm open to it. You've already been on stage with some guys, right? Yeah, I was at WrestleMania this past year. I got to help Pat McAfee beat The Miz. I got to clothesline a guy. That was pretty fun. So hopefully I get back in the ring at some point. And, you know, I'm, I'm very open to all possibilities. You know, I'm not going to say no to anything until my wife tells me no. I love it. Well, you'd be good at it. I know that. You're a character. People have no – I think people have a little idea, but you got more. you got more to offer. Now, finishing up, yeah. big game this weekend, uh, the championship game Sunday. Carol and I are lucky enough to be there with you and watch it. And uh, what are some keys, um, you know, to, to the game beating the Detroit Lions? Uh, let's see. I think number one key is come out fast. Last week we did not versus Green Bay Packers. And it was kind of a sloppy game, rainy game. Um, you know, all three phases, we weren't really flowing through the game together. You know, like you want to play a, a full football game together. And we are a little clunky. And so we figured it out in the fourth quarter and our okay. offense defense – you want to put a little doubt in them if you come out strong, right? Yeah, you want to come out, want to come out strong, yeah. want to come out fast. Um, you know, our crowd is phenomenal. Our playoff crowd is amazing. Levi Stadium is loud. They're very excited. All they want to see are touchdowns and sacks. So we'll, we'll get them into the game. 
I think the number one thing for me is get Christian McCaffrey the ball as many times as you possibly can. He is one of the best football players I've played, and I think our offensive line, tight ends, and fullbacks and wide receivers are blocking better than anyone in the league. And I just feel like if we can get if we can get to thirty runs with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, you're going to see a lot of good football. And you know, I just I love the run game. I love outside zone. And you know, if you if you run the ball like ten times in a row couple first downs, score a touchdown, it's very demoralizing for a defense. So that that'd be my goal. And then I'd love for our defense to get some get some interceptions on Jared Goff. Yeah, turnovers always matter and it's uh crazy. And and yeah, get we, we need you didn't also say get get the ball to you five or six times, one way or another. Well you know, some passes like last week you had a touchdown. So let's let's make sure we get you one of those as well. Yeah, they play a lot of man coverage, so it'll be very exciting for us because, you know, we got we got some very good man beaters. Uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk's a phenomenal wide receiver, second-team All-Pro this year. Juwan Jennings, who had a huge game against Green Bay because Debo was hurt. Debo, I'm I'm pretty very confident that Debo will be in the game regardless of how he's feeling. You know, and, you know, you got whether it's me or whether you got McCaffrey running routes too, we have a lot of options. And turns out Brock Purdy, just, uh, you know, in a second year going to a second NFC Championship game, he's pretty good at football. Yeah, no kidding. He's fantastic. I love watching that guy. He's just ultra efficient, right? He he, hey, uh, so efficient. Yeah, yeah. Last thing, our man Trent Williams on the umpteen. I don't know how many years he's played now. Yeah. one of our OU Sooners, but the big man. How how great is uh, Trent? Uh, talk about playing next to him all these years. Uh, so yeah, we got Trent in twenty twenty. Incredibly excited about it. Um, just being around him, first off, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he still plays like one. That's what's so crazy. Uh, you're just around him every day. You see like his intensity in practice, how he does practice. And then it's like he flips a completely different switch when he gets to the game. He's like a completely different person. It's really impressive. Um, the leader that he is on game day, the standard that he sets, the standard he holds himself to. And it's fun too. Like I've been very lucky and fortunate that um, for the last couple of years, I sit next to Trent on the flights. He's across the aisle from me. And the amount of film that this guy watches on flights and it's just cutups yep. of every defensive end that he's watching. He watches all their moves. He watches their counter moves and he builds a plan about how to defend every single guy on every single pass rep, watches their stance, watches their hands, just his, his attention to detail and film is incredible. And I get why, you know, he is the way that he is. And then you compare that and you match that with, his insanely athletic ability, his yep. uh, his strength, and holy cow, you've got the best offensive lineman to probably ever play the football, the game of football. So lining up next to him yep. is it's amazing. I'm very lucky. I was speaking. They called me a couple of days ago, the Wall Street Journal, about Trent, and I said, now after 11, 12 years in the league, I go to go with all this talent. I said, I, I said his second year at OU, I said he could be a D tackle. I really I, believe that. I mean, yeah. right? You 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 know it now. Yeah, and, he's and the I, strongest guy I've ever seen. Oh, oh, and and he's got the feet of. I mean, he he got the best feet you'll see anywhere. It's crazy. But I said now, after year eleven, to go with all this talent, he has all this experience. Like you said, studying tape, and he knows what these guys are doing. I said he could read a secondary or where a blitz is coming better than a quarterback can. Right. I, I would take him over a lot of young quarterbacks. He knows, like he knows everything. It's 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 just really fun to see it, hearing him talk about it. You know, just being in like lining up next to him and talking about how we're going to block the people in front of us. 
it's just really fun to like just learning from Trent and like getting used to blocking next to Trent. Cause I've never, you know, Trent's out like he's outrageous. Like his first step, his power, like you could be like, Hey, we're going to double team this guy up the back. And he goes, just go. I'll take care of the defensive lineman. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Trent, you do you, man. Don't want to get you in your way. I'll do the rest. Yeah. I'm yeah. going like, to get off the tracks, baby. I don't want to get ran over by you. Well, George, you're, you're awful nice to join us on this sellout crowd or my new venture here with, with some people with sellout crowd. And, um, you know, the Stoops family, absolutely proud of you and love you to death. And, uh, Carol and I can't wait to be with you this weekend. So appreciate you, man. And good luck. Ah, oh, thanks, Bob. I had an absolute blast of a time. I can't wait to see you, man. You owe me a beer or two. Oh, I'll get you more than a couple. Can't <laughs> wait, baby. I'll see you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Yep. See you, Bob. That wraps up this installment of Conversations with Coach. Follow and subscribe to this channel and visit selloutcrowd.com to find out about upcoming programs.